Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Richard. I'm here with my wife, Elizabeth Richard. And this week, we want to tackle prioritization. It's kind of hard to say, especially for a French guy like me. Prioritization. Okay, so we're going to talk about four proven strategies to prioritize your life and business. Right, Liz? Absolutely. So this is super, super important. And um, we really wanted to cover this because we've seen a lot of people have a certain amount of success and yet have their priorities out of whack. And so basically you see the success part, but behind the scenes, you don't see the chaos part, the chaos part of the family life and everything else disintegrating. Right. So we're going to give you four proven strategies that will help you prioritize your life and business because as you know, here at Thriving on Purpose, we're all about helping Christian entrepreneurs thrive in both. We're really, really, that this is really something that we want to help you guys with because we're trying to give you a middle ground between what you're hearing online and what you're getting from uh, other people uh, in the secular world that's very business oriented, but when it doesn't have a God-centered focus, then the life part kind of goes derailed, right? Yeah, and, I, and I like how you put this, the, the, the middle ground, because see, as Christians, uh, what we're taught in churches is to really thrive in life by having a strong prayer life or great relationship with God and, and other believers and, and reading our Bibles. But we're not taught to thrive in business at all. I mean, being pushed to be an entrepreneur, being encouraged. It's not its not something that's really talked about in church, more so than it used to be, but it's still a work in progress. So on the one hand, you have the church that teaches us uh, to develop a deep spiritual life, but not necessarily a, a thriving um, you know, business or financial life. And on the other hand, you have what the worldly uh, teachers out there who teach us to uh, basically crush it and, and, and make those millions and, and the millionaire mindset and all those. There's nothing wrong with being a millionaire, by the way, but if you make that your sole focus, you're off track. Exactly. So how do we bring the vision of your heart, mind, and spirit into reality to get to that place where you really want to be, okay? Where you're, you're accomplishing your vision and you're doing what God has put on your heart so how do we get to that, to those steps? How do we get to that end goal? We have to start by prioritizing our life. So that's the number one step. Live your goals, set your priorities, and focus on them. So as we know, we are human beings and not human doings. So it's impossible to focus all at the same time on being the greatest dad, the greatest mother, highly efficient entrepreneur and the best husband or wife all in the same day. Let's be realistic here. Unless your name is Sebastian. <laughs> or Superman. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we wish we could be all of these things all at the same time and give our 100% in all of these areas all in one day. But honestly, you know, that is quite impossible. So the secret is to not let the same area of responsibility go lacking every day. So that's very important. So, you know, we know that in life, there's all kinds of things that happen. And this is why priorities are really important. However, you know, you might have jotted down your priorities for that day and something happens with one of your children or, you know, a parent, a loved one, something urgent, and you might have to shift and change those priorities for that day. That yeah. could that could very well happen, like right? Like they say, life happens. Exactly. So you kind of have to learn to do a rhythm, okay? So a rhythm is basically on one week, you have met those areas, but you might have to change your rhythm. So it's not like a fixed kind of thing that you cannot move because life does happen. So if your kids really, really need you on that day because, I don't know, they have a doctor's appointment because there's a problem that, you know, showed up, you have to make that a priority if nobody else can take care of, of your child on, on that day, right? So that's where we're, we're teaching you about a rhythm to be flexible, basically, because, um, you know, successful entrepreneurs get it done, yes, but good parents and good fathers and good husbands have rhythm and are able to be flexible to be able to make time for their families as well. And good wives and good businesswomen and good mothers. Yes, exactly. All <laughs> male and female. That right? It's male and female, really. Exactly. So I'm going to read you a verse. Proverbs 21.5 says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. So this is why it's important to plan uh, your, basically plan your goals, plan your tasks, plan, have a daily method of operation for your end goal. Okay, so every... And, and just by the way, I was just reading something today interesting. You will reach your goals 40% of the time when you write them down. Yeah. So if you write down your goals, you give mm -hmm. yourself 40% chance, a higher chance of reaching them, which is interesting. Yeah, and there's a there's Just a, little parenthesis like there's that. a lot of power in that in that and we don't we kind of like dismiss it. We don't you know, with the digital age we're writing everything on our computers and I have apps for everything. But when you write it, it goes into your unconscious mind, like it programs it in your brain and it helps you to stay focused because you have like you have this memory that's gonna remember exactly what you wrote. That's why I love when I, I'm right, let's say I'm reading a book that's re got a lot of meat to it. It's very deep and it's got a lot of good content. I love to write it because I know that I'm going to retain it more than if I just read it and just forget about it. So every Sunday, I encourage you to uh, take time to prioritize what's important to you for that week. So write down in your planner what your goals are for that week break it down for the whole week and break down every day what you're supposed to do what is your daily method of operation to attain your goals at the end of the week so that at the end of the month you've attained your goal your monthly goal and that way you stay on track and you're able to also attain your goals at the end of the year 
Mm-hmm. See, people um, that don't plan don't achieve anything because they don't prioritize things that are important. They don't have a daily method of operation. They just are wishing it's going to happen. And they're just thinking if they work their business two, three days out of the week, some miracle is going to happen and they're going to be rich at the end of the year. It's not going to happen that way. You really have to have a plan, a set plan ahead to decide what exactly you need to do to meet that vision, to meet those goals at the end of the week. And the daily method of operation, when Liz threw that my way, she just used the first letter. She went like, what's your DMO? I'm like, what's a DMO? (laughs) (laughs) So so if you ever hear that DMO, DMO means daily method of operation, by the way. Yeah, I learned that in the home business uh, uh, environment, I don't know, world, the the world of... uh, home-based entrepreneurs. Um, I learned that from listening to a a good coach and he was talking about the daily method of operation for uh, sales or network marketing, home business, whatever you're in, you have your own DMO. So it's for you to figure out what is your daily method of operation to reach your vision and your goal because your goals might be completely different. And that's going to align with your rhythm obviously, because there's a rhythm to your life that's going to be efficient. You know, there's rhythms that are too fast for you. There's rhythms that are too slow for you. And you have, therefore, you have to find the rhythm that fits in with your lifestyle. But you have to respect after that, that rhythm. You have to make it and implement, implement it as a part of your daily method of operation. Like, this is my rhythm. I follow that rhythm. Day in, day out. And that's very important, too, that you mentioned that because... There's a lot of coaches out there that uh, are completely unrealistic for parents that are trying to run a home business or are trying to, you know, maybe they're coaches or maybe they're... Yeah, one-size-fits-all coaching, huh? Yeah, one-size-fits-all like, coaching You have to do, f- uh, I don't know, uh, uh, 50 calls a day, 50 calls a day, and, and you're only able to make 20 on a really good day, so it, it doesn't... It, doesn't work obviously for you and for some it might be 200 calls a day is a breeze I mean <laughs> so everybody's different uh, and everybody has different lifestyles I mean obviously the the bachelor who lives home with his parents who's still not uh, out from under their roof and is starting his own business has a lot more time mm-hmm. than the the busy parents who have a mortgage and who have three kids and whatnot obviously the rhythm will be the same exactly so when you're seeking a coach that's very important to um, to find a da- someone that's going to give you a good daily method of operation for the type of business you're in, but also understands your circumstances. Not that having kids are an excuse to cop out and not do any work, because you know a lot of entrepreneurs are parents and they're juggling both and they're exactly working what we're talking about prioritizing what's important but they might not work at the same speed they might not work at the same rhythm because they do have those other priorities as opposed to somebody that doesn't have children and you know is alone at home with her her spouse for example we just wanted to add that in there So focusing is also having the ability to ignore the things that will distract you from your priorities. Mm. Okay, so that's very important. What someone else deems a crisis may not be your crisis. So some people think everything is a crisis and need you to solve their problems all the time. So it'll be for you to judge what what is truly important 
and what you uh, deem is a crisis that needs to to tend to that you need to tend to so so you determine your priorities you determine your emergencies not other people most of the time usually obviously yeah because if we get caught up into that you know i have people reaching out to me sometimes for help that you know are family related and they think a crisis is i can't figure out how to stick my logo on my website or you know um i don't know i had a bug with messenger and i can't figure out this thing with technology liz help me because i'm pretty good in technology they're gonna you know help 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 liz and you know i'm busy coaching i'm busy doing podcasting i'm busy doing my home business and you know i'd love to help them with their website for example or branding or whatever it is that they need help with but i need to do that i need to decide when when is that when am i going to have time for that so for me that's not a huge priority it's not a an important important thing because that's not going to help me uh, build my vision and get me to finish my goal for the day and get me towards my vision right so this is where you have to learn to decipher and a good rule of thumb for that, for us, is to ask the simple question, is there blood? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to say that's how he decides if something's urgent. Should I shift my focus and attention? Is there blood? Yes, there is. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm going to help you out. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of no, We're just joking, but yeah, when you have three kids, you... <laughs> joke about a lot of these things and, a lot and of you learn are, to identify the blood hurling screams the, the really important crises that kids have and the non-important crisis you learn to decipher what's important and what isn't but it's true it, it amazes me uh to see how many people will reach out to to you you know for something that is urgent to them but in reality it's really not urgent it's, it's not important um, I've had somebody text me the other day and say, please help, call me right back, it's urgent. And I called the person back and it was a technical thing. Like it was, you know, something that was really not complicated to solve. But to that person, it was like a problem, right? So for some people, they'll, you know, make a big deal out of a small thing. So you have to decide if it's an, a real emergency is that if you're going to stop like in the case of the website if, if i had stopped and helped that person create our logo on our website and do this and do that like how much time would i waste in that day to help that person out now i'm not against helping people but there's a time for it and that's what you need to learn is that you you can't just stop and drop everything you're doing if that time is so precious and especially if you're a mom entrepreneur or a dad entrepreneur and you have other things to do maybe you're working another job and you know maybe you're working on your goals and your your time is precious and somebody else you know really wants you to help them do something well you're gonna have to set that time and do it more in a time where you're in a leisure mode relaxed and say okay i do have an hour to to help you out with this instead right yeah the other thing is um, you may be missing out on tremendous opportunities in your life because you have not planned and put in order what it takes to go ahead to reach your goal and fulfill your vision. You know, in this case, like when we talk about this, each person is unique and we have a unique purpose that no one else can fulfill. And 
you know, sometimes we think we have all the time in the world, but in reality, we're missing tremendous opportunities if we don't move ahead with the vision that God put on our heart. Mm. You know, we don't have all the time in the world, and we'll talk about that later. So establish your own personal priorities so that you live your authentic life. You are alive for a reason. Pursue that reason with passion and live your true purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, step number two is acquiring the skill of guiltless prioritization. And just a short parenthesis, you guys might be wondering, wow, Sebastian's unusually silent. No, we did, <laughs> we did not fight before the show. <laughs> the only reason I'm unusually silent is because prioritization is not one of my strengths. Liz is the prioritization expert, and that's not just in our business, but in our daily life as well. So I give her the floor today, uh, mostly because of that. All right, carry on, Liz. (laughs) So you can invest yourself in many good things, and even if these things are for great causes, will never bring you closer to your destiny. And this was a real game changer for me when I realized that a lot of things I was doing were all good and, you know, was increasing my knowledge, uh, were good causes, were helping people around me. But then I realized, you know, is that like if my end goal, my vision is, for example, to be a coach or to, you know, get to a certain goal in my home business, is what I'm doing every day on a daily basis actually bringing me closer to that goal? Yeah. Or am I wasting time, you know, and it's just slowing me down to get to my goal? And sometimes we waste time because we're scared. We're going to do stuff, you know, I don't know, create create memes on social media, for example. And give ourselves the illusion of productivity. But actually, we're doing that because we should be calling people instead. And we just don't really feel like that. So we're just like, well, I'm, I'm... I'm building my business, I'm creating these memes on social media, I'm creating engagement on social media, but that's a secondary thing, you know? So I'm just saying it could be the primary thing for your business, but in most cases it's not. So you gotta, you gotta be able to, to gauge that in, your, in yourself. Exactly, so um, when we talk about guiltless prioritization, Uh, Most of us have been conditioned to help others in life, right? And not to be selfish, especially if you've been raised in the church or you go to church. We're taught to love others and help others and be there for others. And that's all super duper and great. Most of us have been taught the acrostics of joy, right? Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And, you know, and people, uh, friends and family may make you feel guilty for saying no to them. And this is one important thing I really want you to understand. If God has put this vision on your heart and he's asking you to fulfill this vision, to fulfill your destiny and to, you know, to work as an entrepreneur for him, then it is not selfish to prioritize your life to fulfill that vision God has put on your heart. Actually, it is a priority because you're actually doing God's work. And that's the thing that many Christian entrepreneurs fail to see. They comport, comport mentalize their lives uh, saying well business is business and yeah but if your business is something that was um, began with a vision that god gave you for your life or or a desire Mm -hmm. that you put in your heart it's not just business it's something else it's something more so you got to be able to to think about that 
Exactly. So God had an appointment for you to serve others in the greatest way possible for you. Okay, so that vision is destined to you. You owe it to yourself and to others, to your creator, to prioritize your life for your destiny. Okay, so that's going to help you not feel as guilty when you see it that way. Uh, you'll understand that you're you're going towards something bigger, bigger than yourself. Because in the end, when you pull it off, you're going to be adding value to so many more people. There you go. Than if you would, I don't know, be part of a potluck supper that evening because you refuse to, to, to say yes to that, right? And that would have helped certain people. But in reality, you can't you can't be everywhere at the same time and give yourself everywhere. Exactly. You have to you have to develop the ability to say no, even to things that at at first look might seem like this is really for a charity. It's for a good cause. It's going to help so many people. It might be good. It might not. You have to be able to evaluate that. And if if you have a conviction, no, this is taking me away from what I should be doing. Well, don't do it even if it's for a good cause. Yeah, exactly. So I want to give you uh, this verse, Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. It says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Exactly. Okay? Redeem the times. Yeah. Exactly. So we have to keep that in the back of our mind. And, uh, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, helping out and stuff. And we're going to talk about that later. But I just want you to really focus on the priority is really what what God has put on your heart and to accomplish that vision because we don't have all the time in the world. And we, we, have, to be, we have to be mindful of our time. So uh, Charles Spurgeon said this really great quote, Serve God by doing common actions in a heavenly spirit. And then, if your daily calling only leaves you cracks and crevices of time, fill them up with holy service. Oh, that's wonderful. I love Charles Spurgeon. Um, and, and there was this guy once I knew. He, he was all uh, ecstatic because he, he was an, uh, an exhausted father. He had the two kids. He was working full time. And told me he said uh, I'm so happy because our pastor last Sunday was in front and he said to the congregation he said please think of young fathers those who have young kids at home do not ask them to participate in all kinds of ministries and churches once in a while is fine but don't over pressurize them and make them feel guilty for not involving themselves in church ministry on a continuous basis so he, the pastor was basically saying look they have enough with their work outside the home and taking care of their families that's their main ministry that's their primary ministry don't take them away from that to I don't know uh, go paint uh, the inside of the church or do do stuff that is is gonna tack overtax them they're already overtaxed that's what he was saying I thought it was uh, interesting and he was he was really happy because he said finally someone said it <laughs> because he was the kind of guy who he, had, felt he had his heart he had his heart on his sleeve he was a, a, a servant leader and and he, he always felt like when the church uh, put up a need like that he always felt like he had to volunteer and if he didn't do it then he felt guilty he felt bad so th that's why we have to acquire the skill of guiltless prioritization 
Yeah, exactly. So writing your priorities down will help you to stay on track when distractions come your way. Because, and I started doing that um, a while back, writing it down and visually looking at it. Because if you look at your daily uh, tasks of what you need to do and then someone shows, you know, calls you up and says, can you do this, can you do that today or a so-and-so day? Well, when you visually see what you're, what you're supposed to really prioritize, then you know if you have the time or not, right? So that's why it's a very uh, good tool. And writing it down as well is really good because then you can go back to the drawing board and reevaluate your priorities because things in life might change, right? You might be having a baby, so you have to reorganize your priorities because the baby's going to take a lot of the room in your life. Or maybe you just got married and you used to be single and you have to adjust to that. And, and I like the writing down. I, we mentioned it earlier, how, how important it is, what, what it does to you when you write it down. It helps you reach those goals. And uh, in neuroscience, they actually explain that when you... Um, you do a gesture, it creates these tiny neural connections from, the, they explained it anyway better than I will right now, but so when you do something repetitively, so if you write it down, write it down, write it down, what it does, it creates these neural connections to your brain and it kind of like programs your brain towards that. So there's something about the hand and brain connection that when you do it often, you don't write it down once, by the way, they recommend to write it down more than once, uh, possibly maybe twice a day, to, to, to kind of like etch that in your mind as it becomes a part of your uh, your vision. Like not not your vision it is obviously a part of your vision, but as it becomes a part of your, uh, uh, you become like a heat-seeking missile that's uh, on track for that very goal, and it, it becomes a part of your being once you do that. That's uh, neuroscience, by the way. They explain that better than I would, but. Yeah, so that's not prioritizing your daily tasks. That's more like when it comes to your goals, writing down the goals that you have for that month or that you have for that trimester, that year, and to rewrite them and rewrite them. And it's funny because when we started doing that a while back, like a few years ago. And you look back at those goals, it's kind of funny yeah, when you look back. how they change and they evolve. And, yeah. Uh, it's really fun to see because as you grow, your goals change. They become bigger and different and your priorities change and it's really nice to see how how where you were at and where you are now right yeah because at first i wanted to be president of the united states now i just want to be <laughs> president of the world it's like it's evolved right <laughs> so um so to get back to uh what we were saying about prioritizing so by prioritizing you can see if you have the time and energy to be part of those things. So, you know, your buddies may ask you to, uh, you know, be part of sports. Maybe they want you go, to go out to the movies. Um, you know, a lot of people that are living the nine to five job won't understand an entrepreneur and how they think and how they use their time, okay? Because most of the nine to five people are used to having their bosses tell them what to do, tell them when to pee, tell them when to eat, tell them when to uh, take their vacations, tell them when to leave with their kids because their kid is sick or whatnot, right? So they don't understand that the entrepreneur, so you are the entrepreneur, you are your own boss. Yeah, so you, you, you march to the beat of a different drummer and the drummer is you. Exactly, <laughs> and you have to make those tough decisions sometimes where you have to decide you know, I have a deadline, I have to get this certain thing done, this project that I started, and I... Even I, if it's the weekend. 
Yeah, and sometimes you might not have a choice to say, you know what, I know it's Saturday, I can't go to this baseball game or whatever because I have to take two hours and finish this thing that I absolutely need to get done because people are counting on me to get it done, right? So that's all part of the entrepreneur and it's for you to, you know, um, you can't really explain that to people. I, I don't think they're going to understand if they're not entrepreneurs, honestly, but it's for you to, to set those knows and you know make time when you, whenever you can the next following time that you have free time to to be to you know be part of whatever it is that they wanted you to be part of so sometimes you're going to miss out sometimes they need to understand that um you know some people will only get it when they see the fruit of whatever you're working on yeah. and that's really really difficult because you know as we know when you're working as an entrepreneur the fruit doesn't always appear right away right and people see you working at it and it's taking months and months and months and they they just don't understand like you know why are they working so hard and like i don't see the millions coming in i don't get it and you know so you have this crockpot mentality where you know that by working and working on something and prioritizing and doing your daily method of operation eventually you will have the success that goes with it right but people out there will not get that because they just don't have that right mindset. Exactly. As an entrepreneur, you're like a busy little ant who's making provisions for your family. And the Bible reminds us of that illustration uh, in Proverbs 6, verses 6 to 8. We read, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. See, the ant doesn't have a, a supervisor or boss that tells them to, to come into work uh, 40 hours a week uh, on a regular basis. It does it on its own, and that's what you are as an entrepreneur. You do it on your own. So uh, those who do have a supervisor who tells them when to come in and when to take their vacation, when they, they once that's done, their home is like, okay, uh, whatever, party time or TV time or, yeah. uh, you know, I'm free, I'm free. But you, you determine when you're free and sometimes you're not free when they are. And most of the times you work 80 hours to avoid working 40 hours. That's, the, that's what an entrepreneur is. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. You're building something so that eventually you'll have more time and freedom and, and the finances to do the things that you really want to do. But in the do, beginning, right? there's lots of hours and you don't, you don't have as much time for leisure. So you will, you will be uh, missed and sometimes judged. Exactly. So the step step three is prioritizing your relationships. Okay. So it's very important and crucial that you select your friends and relationships around you. Yeah, which kind of goes uh, following this the second point, right? Like when people start judging you for what you're doing, you, maybe it's time to s step back a little bit and say, okay, uh, let's evaluate my friendships here and my family members and people I'm with. Yeah, and there's a little more to say, like before we talked about not feeling guilty and saying no, but this, we're going to get into the importance of the relationships that you choose around you. So Mark Twain said, never allow someone to be your priority while allowing yourself to be their option. Oh, okay. no, let, let, let that sink in. That's powerful. Mark, Mark Never Twain. allow someone to be your priority while allowing yourself to be their option. I love that. 
So how many times do we get guilted into being there for people that would replace us easily with the next available friend? Most people going nowhere are extremely bored and want you to be part of their circle for entertainment. Okay, I had a, a it's few... funny. It's funny word. Huh? Fun and entertainment are nowhere to be found in the Bible. <laughs> I noticed that it's, it's nowhere. <laughs> so um, I once had a friend, you know, that um, I went out with to the restaurant and um, she's a nice person, you know, and some relationships may not be destructive, but a lot of them can be co counterproductive into what you're trying to accomplish. And I was just sitting there and I was listening to her talk about movies and talking about, you know, the mundane things of life. And um, she's not a bad person, a very nice person and everything. But, you know, all I kept thinking about was what I wanted to accomplish that day and what I hadn't accomplished yet. And I really had a hard time being in the moment because I realized that, you know what, this relationship, as much as it's nice, it's not really something that I really need in my life, you know, and um, oftentimes, you know, people will want to, you know, dump on you their problems and they really want you to help them. But then again, they don't really want to change their lives. And they, they, you know, you have a lot of these kind of friends and basically they just kind of suck out your energy. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And you want to be there for them because you're a good Christian and you want to help them out. But in reality, when you, you ask them to take an action to change their lives, you realize, you realize that they're very unintentional. And really, they just want to talk about their problems. So you have to really decipher your relationships. Because as a Christian entrepreneur, this can really take away a lot of your fruitful time. And as a mom, honestly, I'd rather be with my kids and my family than be pouring into somebody that's not going to do anything with it in, in the end either, right? Yeah, this can really suck out your battery. Exactly. And, you know, there's people that exactly just want you around for a good time. They're bored. They've done their nine to five and they just, you know, want to chit chat and that's fine. And they can do that with other people that are like them, right? So it's not enough to invest money into your destiny if you waste time, okay? So ask yourself this question. When you're trying to evaluate your friends around you, how does this person fit into my destiny and purpose? To maximize the years you have left, clear the clutter. The relational clutter. So, yeah, so we don't have all the time in the world to accomplish our vision. We have to remember that. In James 4, 13 to 14, it says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow will... Uh, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a midst that appears for a little while and then vanishes. I love that verse. And, and it puts everything into perspective. I mean, you know, in churches, we're taught to be good stewards, right? I mean, and that's a great thing. I mean, we have to learn to be good stewards. God will not send growth where there is, uh, where, where people spend needlessly and when, where there is no good management. But we are solely taught of being good stewards of our money. And of course, that's essential. But our time, when you think about it, is more important than our money. Jim Rohn said, you can always make more money but you can never make more time. <laughs> and 
that's so true. You can never make more time because you're allotted a certain number of days, minutes, and seconds. God knows exactly when you're going to die. Okay? So you are allotted a limited amount of time to do what you are required to do. If you want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant, when you get to heaven, there's something you need to do for that. And the thing you need to do for that, you have a certain number of days to do it. So when we're taught to be good stewards, man, your time is so much more important than money. Exactly. And in Psalms 90, 12, it says, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There you go. So be selective and determine your associations carefully. You may have to break away from unhealthy people and relationships. What kind of people strengthen and nourish you? Can you learn from these people? Do they encourage you to pursue your destiny? Um, or are they negative people making mountains of molehills? Mm-hmm. You know, I had an uncle that all he could do was, every t- project that I had, all he could do was tell me the 25 different things that could possibly go wrong with my project or what I was, you know, going to do with Sebastian. And and it was just so discouraging to listen to him. And it honestly, was just, a, it was just, by the way, it wasn't mean. He was just very, very scared himself. And therefore he transmitted his fear and everything he, he talked about so whenever you explain something you were going to do right away you could see what would scare him in that and therefore he would say but aren't you scared of this aren't you scared of that did you plan for this did you plan for that, Is that show happen? you all the possible potholes or whatever would you know scare the wits out of him exactly and most people that have negative opinions about what you're doing most people are exactly very fearful and anxious and the type of people that would never move in any direction, not even close to what you're trying to do, right? So that's the importance here. And, you know, we have to remember that as entrepreneurs, we're trying to add value to people. We're trying to make a difference. You know, it's already hard as it is to work your business, take care of your family, make everything else function, that you really don't need to have negative people just weighing you down, basically. So you really need to focus on, uh, you know, focusing on finding friends and people to surround you that are really uplifting and going to encourage you in what you're trying to do. And by the way, we're not saying not to ever see these people again. We're just saying keep those people for the very, very special occasions, like Christmas and Easter. <laughs> you'll decide how often you want to see them like sometimes we'd actually joke around because i'd talk to one of my aunts and i would say oh that was so draining like i just want to go take a bath and uh you know just relax because it was just so draining and i'm like well i called her so now i'm good for a good month or something <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just joke about it but you know like it, it, it became really heavy, you know, so there's relationships like that, that you don't want to cut ties, but you, you know, you have to learn to make more distance because if you realize that it is affecting you mentally um, and it's stopping you from moving forward towards your vision, then there's a serious problem there, right? There you go. So in Deuteronomy 25.4, it says, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. And when I read this, uh, and this, this caught context i thought it was funny but i actually looked into it and basically what it means is uh, the ox basically 
is treading out the grain, he's working, but he needs to be able to eat at the same time. So if he wants to be strong and productive, he has to eat at the same time, okay? Yeah. So this is simple to say, if you are pouring into people that can never feed you over time, it will drain you. Exactly. Okay, so you have to have somebody who can feed you so that you can feed somebody else. So if you're an entrepreneur that's wanting to add value to people, you have to get fed too. So it's not like, you know, we all know like to spend our time with God and to, uh, you know, to spend time in the world, word and pray and all that. But we yeah. really need to have mentors, coaches, people around us that can pour into us because yeah. life does get hard. There's hardships. There's things that happen in your life. You may have trials. And, you know, you need somebody to uplift you and encourage you when those times come. And you gotta be, you got to be very careful in evangelical circles who are often so taught to serve others that it's almost overtaught. And that's why we have so many spiritual burnouts. I was reading a story, was it was two weeks ago, and it was on Facebook. There was a, a picture of a beautiful family. And as I read the post, I realized that this was uh, the man in the picture was a pastor, and that was his wife, and those were his kids. And as I kept reading, I understood that the post was a sad one because the man had committed suicide. That pastor had killed himself. So probably we had an example there of someone who was pouring himself out, but not getting fed himself not getting that that much needed encouragement from his surrounding and pastors are very very liable to that and and um, they have to be careful yeah we've seen many many stories and uh, for all kinds of reasons some are just not just don't have the the help needed but this is why we're saying it's really really important that you get a mentor at church uh, if you know somebody that's a really uh, wise maybe entrepreneur himself and that's a Christian that can mentor you that's a really um, a great way to to have somebody pour into you um, you can also seek a Christian coach we're Christian coaches we can help you you can reach out to us anytime exactly and uh, it's really important that you find somebody that aligns with your way of thinking and your beliefs to to coach you so number four, step number four is avoid social media overwhelm. Okay, so this is very important. You're like, why are you talking about this and prioritizing your life? Well, this is um, an important step because now with social media being such a huge part of marketing for our businesses, a lot of people have gotten lost in the priorities of it, okay? So I got caught up in all of this and memes and doing this and doing that and growing my email list and you know creating PDFs and doing YouTube lives and Facebook lives and all kinds of things and I had to stop and think, okay, what is a priority? What absolutely needs to get done to grow my audience, to grow my business? and what is just a waste of time. And um, I, what I can rec recommend you is to schedule your posts. You can schedule them through an app called Later, L-A-T-E-R, or later.com. You can go on your desktop and check out that website. You can sign up free. They also have a paid version. And you can basically schedule your Instagram posts, uh, Twitter posts, and Facebook page posts. 
it's really neat. It's a cool tool. You can take like an hour or two on a Sunday afternoon when you're quiet and just schedule all your social media uh, things that you need to, to get out on the different uh, social media platforms that you want. And you can use this free tool or you can pay for the paid, paid version. I think it just gives you more uh, social media platforms. And it's really cool. So that way you don't waste every day spending like an hour or two doing this and doing that and then not doing any income producing activities for your business that day. Yeah, and it helps. It's like it frees that time up uh, really because uh, and when you post on social media, especially meaningful posts, stuff that's trying to uh, gather attention or whatnot, it's, it's very time consuming to yeah. make those engaging posts. And it's becoming more and more time consuming because people are becoming more and more, I guess I, I, guess I could say difficult when it comes to like, it used to be just a, a simple text on Facebook. If it was a good quote, we'll get tons of likes. Uh, then it changed to, uh, it had to be, I don't know, colored or something, highlighted, whatnot. I have little emoticons, associated emojis. Yeah, with it. social media is uh, always changing. And then, and then it was like uh, uh, memes that with a nice image that, that was the thing and now it's like moving memes or like it has to be like a kind of like a video or gif or so it always evolves and people always need more to be attentive so it can be very time consuming if you try to keep up exactly so with the other thing that you can do um you can start off like that if you're uh, limited in your budget or you can hire a va so a virtual assistant can help you schedule your posts uh, into the later system or she can do it herself so a lot of people hire a VA to um, you know go through your different accounts and post for you so you basically give them the content and they do the the posting when it's the peak time for it to be posted and all so you can get a virtual assistant through this um, the website Upwork so U-P-W-O-R-K Upwork.com Do they have some on Fiverr? They have some on Fiverr, but most people recommend VAs through Upwork. Okay. So you can check out Fiverr too, but it's more like for logos and odd jobs. I know there's a few VAs, but I know that Upwork is the place where they get them because um, there's some that work from the Philippines and they work from other countries where in their country it's really um, a good job to be a VA okay. to be yeah, in the marketing it's paid world in American dollars, so they're happy with and, that yeah, yeah and they're working they're really good with technology and stuff so you're going to pay a lot less to uh, hire them as a VA to do your business so that's why a lot of people will deal with them and that can be a huge time saver especially if you've grown your business quite a bit and uh, you just you know are overwhelmed with doing all of this by yourself so we know it's all very important because social media today is super important to grow your business, but it's important that it doesn't become such a priority that it takes you away from uh, your prioritizing your life and the income producing activities for your, your business. Yeah, and I think another part of uh, the social media overwhelm is to, you know, when you're growing yourself, you're growing your business, you're into personal development. There's so many courses out there. We're bombarded on Twitter, Facebook with ads of all kinds uh, uh, for, for course of this, course for that, learn, learn how to do this and half the time or whatnot. So we have all these gurus and leaders and teachers uh, presenting their services and that's all great because you have options. 
But on the other hand, Liz, could you tell a little bit what happened to you along the way when you were yeah. uh, trying to build our, our website and learn? you wanted to learn all those skills to really become yeah, good? Yeah, so as an entrepreneur, there could be a huge pitfall when it comes to learning because you want to learn so much. There's so many things out there in your face telling you you got to learn this skill to grow your business and they even tell you if you don't learn this skill your business will crash <laughs> so you know like when it comes to marketing and branding and all that it could get very overwhelming um, depending on what niche you're in as well and you know you can be completely bombarded when you go on your news feed and that's something that I learned to do is to really prioritize because I realized that I was just buying a lot of courses some courses I hadn't finished Um, you know, some coaching programs I was part of, not fully engaged and part of it 100% because I just was all over the place learning so much from different coaches and different people. And one thing I realized is that, you know, everybody has a different road to success. There's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> I never understood that. Skin a cat? I mean, that's really gross when you think about it. Anyway. Yeah, so... <laughs> you just got me off my train of thought. But I, there's a lot of different roads to success, right? So a lot of people uh, did a certain thing to get a certain result and it worked out for them. So you really have to look at when you're looking to learn from somebody, whether it is to buy a course, whether it is to have them coach you in your business, you really have to look at the methods. You know, how did they do this? Is that a method that I'm willing to do? Because um, there's a lot that, that goes into it. You know, if the person you're following is an introvert, well, chances are they did it in a way that is comfortable for an introvert. Yeah. If the person's an extrovert, then they might show you a way that you're not at all comfortable with if you're an introvert and it might not be at all something that you want to do to grow your business or maybe you're just not ready for that at that time so yeah. or if they have experience i don't know you might be just starting out and you grew up on a farm and maybe they are people who worked in corporate america for 30 years and you're not at all on their level and i'm not saying you should start with someone who's on your level obviously you need someone who's higher than you But uh, maybe you want someone more relatable and that, that's a possibility as well. You have to find someone who's relatable. Yeah, so that was a huge lesson for me was to really ask myself, okay, is this, is this course what I'm going to learn right now? Is it really essential to bring me towards my vision, to bring me towards my destiny, to what my goals are? Is this really important? Is it a skill that I need to learn? If yes, okay, then make a priority of doing it. And don't take more than one try to do it completely finish it and then if there's another course that you had in mind that's the second step that you need to learn then do it after because courses are expensive because courses are expensive and honestly the knowledge that you learn if you don't implement in action will get you absolutely nowhere and that's another thing i learned <laughs> in the last few years So, implement it, yeah, implement so it. basically I, what I did was I went back to a lot of the courses and I tried to finish most of them so that, you know, I didn't waste my money, tried to implement, and I'm still doing that with some courses um, because I want to be better and I want to get better at my profession, but I also don't want to waste my money and I don't want to not implement at the same time because I learned years back that head knowledge is great, but if you don't apply the action to it, you are not going to get the results you want. 
So that's very, very crucial. So when you get into the news feed and you see people promoting webinars for all kinds of things that you want to learn, just remember, is this crucial? Is this super important? Do I have, am I already doing something I haven't finished? If yes, finish it first before you get involved in something else. Yeah, it's kind of like the shiny object syndrome, right? I mean, you're yeah. you're doing one thing and you're like, oh, 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 you said I should do that too. So, and then you start, oh, God, I'm going to pay for that course and I'm going to do that. But then you're just a dabbler. You just like end up dabbling in a, and like uh, I, so many things exactly. and you're accomplishing zero, like you said. And like I said, many coaches have different roles to success. I recommend not following more than one or two coaches that are... At a time, yeah. That are, yeah, that, well, ideally, if we're talking about one-on-one coaching, you should only have one. No, yeah, But when I'm talking about online people that are teaching you skills and different things, you shouldn't be following more than one or two because if you start following too many, you're just going to get completely confused. You won't know if you're coming or going. And most people would even say follow one, you know, and whatever method they're showing you, execute, do it, you know, implement and do it so that you get the result that you're looking for. And um, it's same thing works with social media. You know, if you don't want to do this system that I was showing you with later.com, you could just master one social media platform and just decide, okay, I'm just going to make it on Facebook. And uh, when I do decide to spend time on social media, it's going to be only on this platform. Increase your following on only one platform. Some people like to do it that way mm-hmm. so that they get the results that they're looking for. And every social media platform has their own like personality or feel for. Uh, so you you might resonate more with Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Depending on the business depending that on you're in. Depending on who you are and what you're like and what are your likes and dislikes and strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and also what you have to offer as a business. Definitely, yeah, that weighs in in the balance for sure. Right. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please share it with your friends and your fellow entrepreneurs. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode and you can also subscribe to get our latest episode into your inbox. Just go to thrivingonpurposepodcast.com. Be blessed and thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving On Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.